y'all. Hope y'all are having a great day. Welcome to today's episode. Today I'm going to recap the if gathering. And so I actually go into most details about it in the episode. So I'll move through this intro pretty quickly so you can hear all the good words that are about to come. But so one precursor is that many of the episodes I put out are kind of light listening, you could say, kind of good for the car or while you're multitasking. But I wonder if I could call you today to save this episode for a moment when you can put on headphones and meditate on these words. Either you could take notes or just quiet your mind so that these words can sink in. And I can say this confidently because lots of times it's Anna talking, but today is rich with God's word straight from the Bible. So I can know that the Lord can use this episode to both convict and create confidence in you. But it's a lot. And by that, I mean, it was about uh, 12, 15 hours of teaching and worshiping that I boiled down into about 15 minutes for y'all. So y'all get ready to jump into the deep end. (laughs) But it's good, y'all. It's good. Good stuff from people who are far, far better at this. So I feel blessed that I get to give y'all this little snippet. But so yeah, so okay, I'll move you into the episode. But before I do that, I have a quick big question. And it may seem kind of from left field. But so when I went to this conference, I went with my sister in law, bestie, Molly Jane, and with my mom, which was already if you know me the time of my life. But logistically speaking, I handled booking the hotel room. And basically, long story short, I made the absolute wrong choice for a plethora of reasons. So my big question for you today is, okay, one, two, three. So what is your worst hotel story? I don't know if y'all have that, but did y'all ever have like bed bugs or did you have noisy neighbors or a dirty bed or just a bad experience? Well, we did. And I'll bring MJ on in the coming weeks to tell y'all that story because it really deserves like a funny little bridge episode for y'all to giggle with us. So look forward to that. And you know what? Okay, here we go. Y'all enjoy the episode. Ooh, what a labor of love today's episode is going to be. I feel like it took a lot of time for me to just work through my notes. A, because I was writing so fast and they were very messy. And B, because I mean, truly all so much goodness has come from just being there in person, really hearing from these amazing speakers who are fully anointed to speak about God's word. Oh my goodness. I just want to continue to remind y'all that it would be really cool for y'all to go there in person or watch it online. Um, So I'll start with just jumping right into it. So I wanted to give you all an overview if you don't really know what If Gathering is. In fact, what's hilarious is the amount of people that are like, why is it called If Gathering? I don't know. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. But I will say some information just to get you up to speed on what it is. I don't know why it's called that, but I'll tell you what it is. So it is a women's conference that I think was originally based in Austin, Texas, now is relocated to Dallas, Texas in the future, aka next year. It will be in Fort Worth, Texas, so very exciting. And it is hosted by a woman named Jenny Allen. She is a writer, podcaster, just an amazing woman for the Lord. And this conference um, brings together women all over the country internationally. And like I said, there's an online component called If Local, and it was just shocking how many countries were represented during um, the event. And so to just know that you are worshiping and learning about the Lord alongside women across the globe, and just like sheer numbers, a lot of women, it was really impactful. And so I think about the verse when like, you know, three are together that I am there. And I'm like, whoa, that was 
tenfold, twentyfold, fiftyfold, hundredfold. Very exciting to kind of be a part of this whole conference and really. I just walk away every time with like a spirit of on fire for the Lord um, that doesn't diminish and it feels like it is really sustaining and and it's not um, fake. I'm really um, sure of that and I want y'all to hear me through that. But uh, okay, I promised y'all this whole story about a hotel room. The quick and dirty here is that uh, I very specifically picked a hotel room that was in the parking lot of the church that If Gathering was at. It was at Watermark Community Church, very close to downtown Dallas, Texas, and I wanted to not have to rent a car. So for my mom and my sister-in-law, Molly Jane, who was joining me in this sweet event, I wanted it to be as easy as possible, non-logistical nightmare. It was very important for me to take one step out of it and just be able to walk to the conference, and y'all, mistake. It was bad. I will not say which hotel it was, but it was a hotel that shared the same parking lot and it was horrible. So I'm going to save this story for another time because I really don't want to waste any time on it. But just know that in the middle of the night, we almost left the hotel room, meaning hotel, and moved to a different hotel. We ended up moving the next day. So a little less dramatic, but still kind of crazy that we just decided, okay, pack up. We're only here two nights. One of the nights already done. We're going to move for the second night. That's how bad it was. With that being said, I don't want to waste any more time on that. I wanted to start with the chapter, um, the verses that were the whole basis of the whole conference. And that was from Psalm 23. And it's known as the Shepherd's Psalm. So I'm just going to read it for you because I'm going to talk about it a lot today. So the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So it kind of kicked off with that verse labeling as this is, you know, the chapter we're going through. And Ann Voskamp brought a live baby eight-day-old lamb on stage, and it really set the stage for God being the great shepherd. Then John Mark Comer, love this guy, going to continue to learn from this guy, but he talked about the line in the chapter of Uh, walking through the valleys. And then he talked about our worldview being paramount to positivity and that burnout is really prevalent and that it doesn't make you out of God's will to be going through burnout and anxiety, but that if you're experiencing those things, to use Jesus as the example, to slow down your pace and speed and prioritize the discipline of walking with God through community, gratitude, and worship. So community, as it is the center of the church, gratitude of what God has already done for you, and worship as whole person discipleship. He then went on to describe spiritual maturity as being led to places that you're not wanting to go and considering that there are many, many courses on leadership, but none on how to be a follower. And he finished with a big kicker of when you think of your faith, try to break down what parts are public belief, that someone would be able to describe what you believe, your private belief of what you want to believe, but then being honest with your core belief, meaning what you actually believe when everything's stripped away. So public belief, private, and core belief. Next was Jada Edwards, and she focused on verse 3, where he speaks of leading us in paths of righteousness for his namesake. And as we simmer on this, we continue to think that the goal isn't to get there, but to be led there well. 
And when it says that he leads me besides waters, his purpose is to restore us. And he doesn't ask us for stillness. But in the same breath, I love how she called out that we can walk when we are still healing. Do not use prayer as an excuse for inaction. That in this culture of being catered to and ever shifting, Jesus provides us an unchanging standard. So trying to find your own way to God is wrong. Because did he say, I am a way? No, he said, I am the way. And that righteousness can be at the cost of our own happiness. And that self-care can become idolatry. And that the Christian life is about denying self and to not let our happiness and God's happiness be in conflict. Whoa. And then, okay, next was a personal favorite and a previous pastor of mine, David Platt, y'all. Whoa. So he brought the heat as he ended the first evening. He reminded us that if you actually read the Bible, you know that there are promised hardship. Like he promised it. And in his sweet, shaky, but strong voice, like if you know, you know his voice, he asked himself and us, do I believe God is bigger than my tribulation? That more that I need my circumstances to change, I need my viewpoint of God to grow. And that in that growth, we can believe God is bigger than our tribulation. That in that growth, we are examples of his glory being worked out on us and through us. That it's all not just means to an end. That we are to seek him as the goal through worship, repentance, confession, and prayer. And through that sanctification, he is so, so compassionate as we confess our sins. And there's absolute abundance waiting for you, waiting for me. Ooh, gracious, y'all, praise be. And then there was this sort of like revival that broke out, but I'll leave that for your imagination as I just don't feel like words would correctly describe what movement happened. David just led it, brought it. It was amazing. And I remember this evening crying during this last worship set as I truly was physically exhausted But then I had this like beautiful picture come through my mind as I was worshiping alongside my mom that my deepest prayer is that one day I can worship alongside my daughters and find rest and hope and this eternal promise that they are more than daughters to me, but sisters in Christ alongside of me. And I can rest comfortably that this world is in the end of my daughter's story. And I'll tell you y'all that once MJ and my mom and I got back to the room, we sipped a Prosecco at almost midnight as I pumped for the final time of the evening. And it almost felt out, out of body. It really did of how tired and overwhelmed I was. But also it was like a really, really good workout that I knew would produce soreness in the present, but then like growth in the future, if that makes sense. Oh, and then we slept like babies in our comfy beds and woke up the next day for day two. And so day two. So that day started with Sadie Robertson Huff, which is a personal fangirl moment for me. So I feel like I've just loved her for so many years, but like I loved her when she was on Dancing with the Stars. And then I just feel like to see how she has grown up gives me great hope that through her, I can have hope for a new generation of young women for my daughters to look up to. And through Sadie's talk, she focused on God being our refuge and strength. And we fall into this broken expectations over and over as we realize that our expectations of God aren't always who God is. And when we dictate what the promises should be, we might be let down. And just like in marriage, if you have an expectation, but don't couple it with communication, you're going to be led to frustration. But also to hold tight, because as things might look bad, that God is always good. Because you can be walking in God's will and still walk through wilderness and temptation. And that we shouldn't be afraid in that as we know 
the do not be afraid that is commonly made in the Bible, that's always followed with a promise of typically, I will be with you. Love that. Love her. And then next was Bianca Olthoff, and she got on the stage and talked through verse five that talks about coming to the table that consider if you're empty, like a colander, that no matter what comes in, it doesn't fill you up, that he might call you to a timeout as he says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. So he might call you to a time of rest or timeout. And in that he can restore your soul, aka might bring you to repentance, aka he loves you too much to let you be stupid. (laughs) And to remember that as God's people, we can know that Psalm 23 isn't a song for the dead, but an anthem for the living. And as we consider if we are a colander, unable to be filled up, that he can move us from fearful to simply full. So in verse five, you prepare a table for me, my cup overflows. Amen. And then, okay, next was Pastor T.A. Um, I kind of forget what his actual name was, but he was a pastor at Watermark, the mega church we were at, and Jenny Allen's home church. And he led us across Psalm 23, 5 again, but he pointed out how David describes that this banquet table is a picture of celebration, that it's a picture of victory, that Jesus has already won, that he isn't winning or will win, and that this belief of victory is actually a core tenet of a Christ follower. And as we walk in this, we should be empowered to have God's sight, God's strength, and God's spread. And I was like, I don't know what he's saying. But okay, so God's sight is as we should see us and others as God sees us and that we are called to the king's banquet table. We can remember that as God, as our host, he takes full responsibility for the safety and satisfaction of his guests, aka us, y'all. And through God's strength and spirit, we are prepared for the path, but that to others, we will look different. Like if you think of our heads being anointed with oils, as it talks about, that Christ followers will look different. I mean, consider how shiny someone would look if their head was anointed with oil. And then he finished with speaking about God's spread. And think of it as a good dinner table spread with a full cup representing all the benefits that God provides and that we should enjoy God and all of his provisions every day. And as we increase our enjoyment of God, the less we will want to enjoy sin. And then um, before we finished with Christine Kane, she was the last speaker, we had a great message from our sweet host, Jenny Allen, and she called us really to live urgently. And she like really brought this and, you know, she is just such a passionate woman. And she talked about that projected out that there's a good chance that the Bible will be translated into all heart languages and tongues in the next 10 years. So not to get too focused on time because we just don't know when he will return. But what if you knew that Jesus was going to come back in the next 10 years? That we would, you know, seek God. And as A.W. Tozer says it, if we get God in the right place in our life, he will solve a thousand problems. And she talked about that we are called to be like children with no agendas as we reclaim our innocence, give God the authority, and be ready to go when God says go, and to be desperately needy for him as kids are needy for their parents. She also talked about helping people get home with urgency and that there's a lot of work to do. And then she finished with power as we are called to daily, quote, kick the devil's booty because darkness is everywhere and we are to fight to love God and to remember who we are fighting and to not sit there and feel sorry for yourself. And in 1 Peter 5, 8 through 11, he calls us to be alert that the enemy is prowling, but God himself will restore you. So yeah, 
That was convicting, to say the least. But then we finished with Christine Kane, who called out and does call out each day in her life that God promises in verse 6 that surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And she kind of flipped the script here as she talked about COVID and the pandemic and quarantine, that people were a mess. I was a mess. You guys were a mess. We were all a mess. And that the news and all of our conversations were about, oh my goodness, we could die of COVID. And I mean, she kept saying like, what in the world, y'all? We shouldn't have been surprised about COVID. God promised that this type of thing was going to happen and that there is a hundred percent chance we will die one day. And that death is the ultimate statistic. I'm saying that giggling, but like, it's real, y'all. Like one out of one people will die. So this statistic, it doesn't ever change. The enemy, though, will try to cripple us with fear and try to program us to not take risks. She talked about in James 4.13, we are reminded that life is but a vapor. You don't know what tomorrow holds. So this is not a time that we should be staying safe, that we are called to be wild animals, not domesticated zoo animals. And as we have great courage, we can surely know that goodness and mercy will follow. That our whole faith is based on supernatural occurrences. So if you're trying to fit in, you just won't. So like with a faith for Jesus, we will never fit in. And we are called in 2 Corinthians 5, 7 to walk by faith. And that in Romans 8, 11, we can remember that the same spirit that rose him from the dead lives in me. And in Ephesians 2, 10, he reminds us that we are his workmanship created for such a time like this. But y'all remember that God has only, only, only ever worked through flawed people like me, like (laughs) y'all. And I have to say that y'all, I'm still trying to unpack all of that. And I apologize for boiling it down and doing my best to like simplify it. And I just really think that it's so worth it to watch it yourself, either in person or through if local, the online portal that you can watch live during the event. So I hope y'all consider that. And I just would love to talk more about this, but I'll leave you with a reading from Psalm 23 again. So y'all can pause and reflect on this with me. Okay. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Okay. I love y'all so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's message as I recapped the if gathering and just, I would love to connect with y'all on Instagram. Let me know what you think. I just would love to unpack it with y'all further there, but hope y'all have the best day. Okay. Bye.